0: Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets, with Al and Fred. Psychic Parrot, not a carrot? Not a carrot? (laughs) No. It should have been Psychic Parrot. For a carrot, he reads your mind. We should wait until we're uh,
1: recording to have this discussion, I think.
0: (laughs) Well, we are recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) No
1: problem. (laughs) Oh, funny. I thought it was psychic parrot, not a carrot. Yeah. For your mind, or something for your mind.
0: Yeah, but it should have been. Yeah. For a carrot, he reads your mind.
1: Oh, for a carrot, he reads your mind.
0: Yeah. That would have been oh. genius, but that's not what I'm actually singing. Yeah. So, well, well, live Fun. and learn. Cracker. Carrot. <laughs> carrot. Yeah. <no>. yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to be carrot.
1: <laughs> it's a shame that, like, a famous cracker brand isn't called Carrots
0: Crackers. Yeah. Yeah, crackers. Polly's Cracker should rhyme on carrots. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> should it. <laughs> yeah. Anything that relates to anything should rhyme. <laughs> In a different world, it does, Fred. Yeah. Par- parallel, parallel universe. Exactly. <laughs> Good morning, afternoon, evening, and night, everybody out there listening. We are Psychic Parrots. My name is Frederick. I'm sitting here with my co host and mastermind, Alistair Goodwin. How are you? Yeah. Good, good. Good?
1: Yeah. I don't know why I get both my names said and you didn't say your uh, first name. Oh
0: <laughs> I have a secret plan. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions. No further questions. Your <laughs> we uh, you have been down deep, deep, deep. Deep down the rabbit hole, um, and this week we are going to talk about famous animals. Animals of fame, the Broadway, the Hollywood, the glitter and glam of the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, kind of, yeah, Yeah, I'd say. And every story has an arc, of course, so I'm super curious to hear some dirt on Lassie and Flipper and uh, all the good old... And that's why I feel like I need to make a
1: quick uh, announcement here, in that I'm not sure that Psychic Parrot necessarily agrees that animals should be used for these purposes. And like sure some of the animals, it was fine for them, but some of them, not so much. So like, I think with most of it, just uh, remember that Psychic Parrot loves animals, and how you think about these things is up to you. It's not a uh,
0: reflection of our opinion. Maybe we should have like this disclaimer on the start uh, about our ethics and opinions. Um, That's not for now. That's not for now. We like to be politically incorrect, even if we are on the animal side and not the humans in this discussion.
1: We are almost always on the animal side. We wish we were
0: animals a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Brown trouts, tortoises. Monkey with wings. Monkeys with wings. Yeah. (laughs)
1: So, famous animals today, Fred. We're going from the past to the future in a whirlwind of famous animals. You've already mentioned a couple. Yeah. I think I can match them. I see Lassie and I raise you one Caligula's horse. I forget his name,
0: but... Caligula... That rings a bell. Caligula... Um... Is this Roman times or? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to
1: start in the oldest recorded uh, famous animals I could find, Ooh. or uh, be bothered looking for. <laughs> so we're going back to ancient Rome. Yeah. And we're starting with a segment I'm calling "Ancient Birder." Ancient Birder. And oh, that's a joke I have to think about. I think. Yeah. Well, we'll see if you can get it by the end. Oh. So, there was this famous crow that was considered to be a really excellent public speaker. <laughs> it, like, face, it would um, go by the forum and say hello to everybody. Just uh, was a generally well-loved crow in the neighbourhood. And this uh, shoemaker was uh, pretty unhappy that this crow liked to frequent his rival's shoe shop. And one day the crow apparently crapped on his shoes. And so he killed the crow. Don't mess with the shoes of a shoe salesman. Yeah, but he was avenged by the people of Rome. Oh. The mob killed the uh,
0: shoemaker. Not the shoemaker's parrot, they just whacked him.
1: No, he'd already killed the crow.
0: Yeah. It wasn't the shoemaker's crow. I like just... that they think eye for to actually just whack him. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just people loved this bird. Yeah, understandably. Like, even
1: to the point that it had a full funeral. It was carried through the streets on a litter by two Ethiopians. There was a piper and large wreaths and garlands left. And so they they buried him on a place called the Appian Way. And to this day, that field is apparently still known as the Field of Ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Was that the name of the crow? No. Uh could
1: be. I don't I don't remember. I don't know I didn't catch the crow's name, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but because uh, that's a typical ending for uh like uh, a name back then, uh Ullus something at the end. Maybe Reddick is crow in Latin?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know to ask Pliny the Elder, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <do.
0: laughs> well, we'll let the listeners ponder on that and Google it if you like. But um, we like to not know as well. Yeah, exactly. You know how fond of I am of not knowing. <laughs> exactly.
1: And what we don't know would fill a basement. Yeah. And... Probably more than a basement, depending on the format you were saving the information on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but next was another Roman guy called Triumvir Marcus Lincinius Crassus.
0: Oh, that's a Roman name. Exactly.
1: Or how you would maybe say it, Triumvir Marcus Linsinius Crassus. Deus. <laughs> Andromeda. Um, <laughs> he loved eels. Yes. Oh, actually, just before we get into this, do you know why I called that segment Ancient Birder now? No. Because a bird got murdered. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ancient Birderer. (laughs) Yeah. Is that joke really that bad? In my head, that was
0: solid gold. (laughs) But you know I'm a little slow. But anyway, we're here for the listeners, not for me, you know. Yeah, that's uh, no, I no.
1: Don't disagree. Okay, I'll do this uh research for you, Fred. Yeah, it's a chance for me to corner you and tell you what I've learned this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even care if we record. No. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but um, so this uh Roman fella he had his own fish pond. And he had some eels in it that he loved to the point that he dressed or he adorned them in jewels, gave them necklaces and earrings. Somebody at the time said, "Earrings and necklaces set with jewels,
0: just like some lovely maiden." And these were live eels. I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm a keen fisherman and I love all fish except eel. Eel are a crazy creature. They look absolutely evil, and if I get a an a eel on the hook, there's absolute panic. I'm I'm not scared of much, but I'm scared of eels, because if you grab them to take out the hook, they twirl around your arm. Yeah, I've I'm terrified of eels. Yeah, we have them in New Zealand, like ocean oh more eels and oh. so eels, just abundance. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> a few. It's <laughs> But normal freshwater eel is actually harmless, um, whereas more eels are actually uh, dangerous. But um, so eels they have a lot of talents, and one of them is if they don't like where they're at, they can uh, just slither out of the water or mm-hmm. over the the moist uh, midnight grass and uh, off into the night. So these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> this uh, earring uh, pierced the eels of this guy. Maybe it was uh, he put jewelry on them so they can escape, or uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I'm just wondering why the eel stayed in the pond, and uh, where they. Yeah. Well, they were getting
1: fed, but This is why I actually have the explanation. Mm.
0: So the eel recognized
1: Crassus' voice and came when he called. Oh whereupon God. Crassus would give it treats, and the eel cuddles, or the equivalent of an eel cuddle. And then when it died, Crassius had the eel buried and wept openly. So uh, I guess they were just mates, and the eel didn't need to leave because he wasn't it was, even
0: trying to hide it. He liked the attention. Next day at the Senate, yeah, <laughs> he's just huddled up in the corner. His eel died. <laughs> yeah, he just enjoyed the attention. That's amazing. <laughs> that that warms my heart. Even how much I hate eel and uh, would get terrified if I ever get one on the hook, and it's not the eel's fault, you know. But uh, yeah, to hear that uh, there's a friend for an eel as well, that uh, yeah, makes yeah. me happy.
1: Eel buddies enough to be so friendly with your eel that it is re- in recorded history. Mm. It's it made it to the internet. This guy's eel buddy,
0: the Asian eel, made it to the internet. Yeah, amazing, eh? Yeah. Set in the cyber,
1: cybernetic stone tablet of the internet. Are you a sneak commercial here? Or what? No, I just mean that like the equivalent of writing something in a stone oh, tablet yeah. these days is <laughs> yeah. that information is now eternal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's it called, Kindle? Yeah. Mm.
1: Up there in heaven somewhere, yeah. isn't <laughs> cuddling with his mate? <laughs> yeah.
0: So you think if there's a heaven, eels and human goes to the same place?
1: Uh, I think if they want to.
0: Yeah. I think it's
1: very, it's probably, you have to make a special uh, request. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to share chambers with my... <laughs> you both have to want it. With <laughs> my yeah. eels. <laughs> because I wouldn't want eels in my heaven.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But they probably maybe wouldn't want you in their heaven either, so... No, like, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what an eel would want in their heaven. Somebody to give them jewels and a cuddle, I guess. (laughs) Food, a dark hole to live in. Yeah. A lot of rotting sea creatures on the bottom they can munch on. But maybe sentience. What is a
1: sentient? Like like the equivalent to be intelligent and aware of your like surroundings like oh. if there were an omnipotent god or like some sort of god that was like when animals died that didn't know they died or like were just you know mm. simple things he just put them in a pond somewhere like in the ethereal pond where all the eels live because like, <laughs> he's just yeah you know, it's just how it works man you gotta put them
0: somewhere <laughs> Uh, off he goes to the pond. Yeah, it's just all the eels throughout
1: history and just one of them swimming around in a tiara and with its ears <laughs> pierced.
0: <Yeah. laughs> lip piercing, that's mm. what I imagine. Because they're a little punky, these uh, eels, so as soon as a, an eel would get a lip piercing, he would definitely think he's listening to some sort of punk or core music and uh you know yeah i, think I th- guess it gives me a little vibe of leather
1: yeah it's a good question what if an eel could have taste in music what would its taste in music be <laughs> yeah it is. but that would be down to the eel as well surely
0: like <laughs> yeah. personal preference yeah <laughs> <laughs> some soft eel that only listens to york rock and the you know yeah Muzak. Just stuff that's nice to listen to when you're in a dark, muddy hole. It's funny that we pierced the real subject here with the eel. Uh, I could go on for hours about the eel. I think maybe we'll save it for an actual eel eel sold. or at least another segment on eels. Because I don't know if we can fuel. A hole.
1: I didn't find any other A weekly eel segment. Yeah, just, just what's gets, going on. gets us fired up. Next time, I'll find out how many eels there are in the world for you, Fred, and you can guess. Oh, the
0: number of eels. <laughs> If you want to make a prediction now. (laughs) I'm going to guess two-thirds as the amount of cats there are. I don't remember the number of cats, though. That's a really good answer. I know there's many. Further? Up and away? Yeah, so
1: we'll skip ahead a few thousand years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. To to now. (laughs) (laughs) To the, the circus and sideshow, Animal... Extravaganza, where there were... Are we in the 20s or...? We are in the sort of uh, 1800s.
0: Okay. And then moving up easily into the 20s. So Pre-television. No no famous animals in the Stone Age. Yeah, like... there. Simba the saber-toothed
1: tiger. And there were. There was one particular that I'll get into, but they fall into a different segment. Oh, uh, okay. So... Say no more. Yeah, I just because... There was one animal in particular that just came up as being famous far more than any other one, mm. so I just gave it its own uh, its own little segment. Yeah, I'm still going to think about what the segment's going to be called while I do this Ooh. now. All
0: right, <laughs> multitasking.
1: Uh, so, like a lot of the stuff with the vaudeville and the sideshow, actually, it wasn't like it was it wasn't particularly an animal, but say that was famous, mm. unless it was like done something or they said it had done something like i think we mentioned a snake that uh traveled america because it was part of some fictional story that they'd said about this girl Ooh. getting seduced by a snake but it was actually some racist undertone it was yeah it wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> forget i mentioned it actually <laughs> um, <laughs> already forgotten. but they had things like the really real frog band which was just frogs posing with little, like instruments. <laughs>
0: Look at that um, tiny banjo.
1: Yeah, and like giant, giant snake-eating frogs as well. This is a very froggy section. Snake-eating of... frogs. Yeah, but what it was was just a bit of a mix-up, like where they would be like, you've missed a comma, so it would just be a giant snake
0: eating Thinking, a frog. Oh. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) That's more normal.
1: Yeah, but, like, at this time, you did have, like, all of these sorts of things. You know, anything you could train, from a, like, cat to a goose to a hyena, just everybody wanted it. Like, at one point, they had a xylophone playing pig, (laughs) working for Barnum and Ringling, I mean, Barnum and Bailey. And they had something called a dog and monkey hotel. So it was just a little hotel they built on stage, and all of the people staying in it and the people operating it were monkeys and
0: dogs. <laughs> oh, I would I would pay money to see that. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: yeah, just like a little, you know, little look into what it would be like if monkeys and dogs ran a hotel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can. So the. The bus, the bus boy, or oh, the piccolo. That that's gonna have to be a monkey. I'm feeling that there's most dogs working there and monkeys staying there. Or am I wrong? There is it the monkeys working there and the dogs staying there? I,
1: I don't know what the dynamic between monkey dog world is. That like if you're suggesting that like dogs are viewed in a more servile thing so they are servants to the monkeys like subconsciously you're saying that some sort of planet of the ape scenario where it's like there's a working class and that's dogs and then there's a ruling class and that's the monkeys.
0: (laughs) I really feel that uh, the monkeys would figure out a way to dominate and bully the dogs that's for sure.
1: Yeah that's true but But, um, I mean if this dog is clever enough to run a hotel then it's probably clever enough to take on a monkey in a kind of game of wits potentially. Yeah.
0: <laughs> With the premise that the dog is clever enough to run a hotel. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: <laughs> and possibly in the world that you've created, build the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah. And> like, <laughs> I don't know if there's an underclass of cats under the dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And under that, the dog, the mice work for the cats.
0: <laughs> but the cats, I feel that, like, the dogs have the physical advantage over the cats, but the cats are really the bosses. It's weird, that stuff.
1: And then the monkeys are the tall grays.
0: Yeah. Or the, the mo- lizards. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> but who are the lizards? <laughs> the the monkeys just does absolutely what they want all the time, so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a
1: strange... strange uh, Strange world they build. Anyway, let's lighten it up with yeah. um, another episode, a new segment, which is Hero Dog Saves Gnome, Bolto. So, this is a sled dog. In the 1930s, there was a diphtheria outbreak that was going to like decimate a northern population. And so they needed a sled team to go and deliver the antidote or oh. the, the vaccine because they couldn't get a plane there or anything. And Balto led the like team of dogs that made it to know him. Yeah.
0: Cause it's one dog that the pack leader that, uh, and they if, got into if that stops going it's. uh, I watched a program once with one that did this dog sled run in Norway where, you know they, they they just run for days and days and then suddenly it could you could be half an hour from the finish line if the dogs decide uh, we're not going further and there's nothing to do you just got to sit there. Yeah, you exactly.
1: Know. It's actually I mean the reason I like this story so much is that like yeah a it's sorry it's this ridiculously difficult thing to do because it's like there's all these perils and stuff mm. but like they gave him a statue in Central Park and I believe that this race called the Iditarod. Which is this sled race across Alaska mm. is that route. Oh. But I might be totally wrong about that. I apologize. Uh Alaska. It would be neat if that was so. Mm. Yeah. I think it is. I uh secretly it is in my wildest dreams, that is one thing on my bucket list I would like to do.
0: Sled ride across Alaska.
1: Enter the Iditarod.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> The actual competition. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god! If for some miraculous
1: reason that I got the funding to learn how to run a sled a dog team and then got to uh, the ability to do it from Alaska, I mean from to Nome or wherever the Iditarod is, then that's what I would like
0: to do. (laughs) I mean, I'd buy a camera and film you. Fly on the wall. <laughs> Training for the idea to rod. Okay.
1: If any documentary makers want to... but <laughs>
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> needs someone completely mouldable with no experience. Yeah, that uh, just likes dogs and the romance of <laughs> yeah. sledding. You've never done it. Like, no. Might, might not even care for it if I tried. <laughs> you haven't got any uh, strange...
0: You never want to climb Everest or... Oh, um, no, I'm not a mountain climber. I'd I'd watch, you know, I'm fascinated by the amount of stupidity, but uh, so I'd read stories about mountain climbers and stuff, but I would never do it myself. I would like to like do a week in nature in the forest or something. I don't have any hearing goals like that. You know, I'm half re- semi-retired at 37.
1: They're not quite that comparable, spending a week in the forest and entering yeah. the itinerant. <laughs> no. What about following in the footsteps of Amundsen and conquering one of the poles?
0: Yeah. I think we figured out then that there's nothing for us out there, you know. That's true. <laughs> just secret basis, just And when you're on the pole, it's like, is it here? Is it 50 meters that way? They look exactly the same. I think there's a pole Compass. there now. Huh? I think there's a pole there now. Yeah, now there's a pole there. <laughs> but if you were Amundsen, it's like, you've been screwed up for days and then you get to this point and then there's nothing. And then you... Got to go back again. And but you know.
1: How cool would it be? It's when only
0: he, for the ego.
1: But when he gets there, pulls his compass out, and it just starts spinning.
0: Yeah, but it's spinning 50 meters to the left as well. Yeah, it's only to see the spinning thing trick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that is really it, isn't it? And the
0: <laughs> penguins, maybe maybe not in the middle. I think it's 5% for the spinning compass and 95 for the ego. Yeah, like, and what else could you be doing, eh?
1: Like, why not? It Probably put jacket technology light years ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'd still be wearing animal furs if it wasn't for Amundsen.
0: No, but Amundsen (laughs) proved that animal furs are more efficient than uh, synthetic fabric. Well, S- Scott was using synthetic fabric, and he died, and uh, Amundsen used only fur, and he came back.
1: What I mean was he threw down a challenge uh-huh. to coat makers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that then woke up out of their, their days and went, wow, we need to make something better. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't mean that. Um... <laughs> Yet yeah, another <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> so now we are moving a bit closer to modern day,
0: mm.
1: with the Have you heard of the Patsy Awards? Patsy Award. Uh. So once upon a time there was the animal equivalent of the Oscars. Oh where, yeah. Where an animal could get best animal. I think there was three categories by the end that you could be nominated in. Best animal, best supporting animal, supporting animal, <laughs> best director,
0: best animal director,
1: <laughs> best sound score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was it was conceived by the Animal Humane Association in nineteen thirty nine, where they decided to honor animal performances after a horse was killed in an accident mm. on set. And this was just, I think, the Animal Humane Society was trying to, you know, up its... Horse or a stunt horse? stunt horse. I don't think it was a a civilian horse wandering on set.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but that'd be the actor horse in the, like, luxury trailer, you know, eating carrots and uh, having a good time. And then the stunt horse (laughs) doing the tricks.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure which, which it was. I, I think most horses do their own stunts. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh.
1: It's not two guys in the costume. Yeah. Don't we just taste. What do they do? Tape a bunch of cats together. That's Simpsons, for oh. <laughs> You can't use cows. To <laughs> no, train yeah. horses. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do if you need a horse? Staple some cats together, or tape some cats together,
0: <laughs> and then you have to use a pineapple for a tie, or what? No, <laughs> something like that. Oh, that's so
1: stupid. Yeah. So good. So these animal Oscars, it's going from 1951 to 1986 that so they actually gave out awards, which I found was weird because it started in 1939. Well, that's the they had the idea in 1939, and then it didn't happen until
0: 1951.
1: Hmm. So I don't know. And could you guess that Ronald Reagan
0: hosted the first what? Awards? You got to Ronald all of a sudden. Was he a, a, an animal friend then? Yeah, hey, I think he used to ride horses. No. Oh. And stunt horses. And stunt horses.
1: <laughs> guys in the costume because he was a cowboy movie man
0: yeah he was oh dear but we're not here to talk about Ronald oh Ah, that's (laughs) cool actually
1: so uh, the most notable winner of the uh, Patsies was Francis the Talking Mule who I assume you've obviously heard of because he's won he won awards in six out of seven of the uh, first few Patsies and he only lost out in 1953 to trigger the horse. <laughs> Who, it turns out, later went on to be taxidermed and is currently on display in a museum. He, well,
0: that's he, also a place to
1: stand. He was Roy Rogers' horse. Or Buck Rogers. Or some oh. famous cowboy hmm. man. But Francis was a, in many movies. He was in Francis the Talking Mule. Francis goes to the races. Francis goes to West Point. Francis covers the big town, Francis joins the Women's Army Corps, Francis joins the Navy, and Francis in the haunted house. Which makes me think he was very pro, it was like military propaganda movies almost, because like it's all about yeah. Francis joining different like arms of the armed forces, or branches yeah. of the armed forces. Some sort of a secret agenda there,
0: uh, that's for sure.
1: And then the haunted house at the end just thrown in there, yeah. just to give him... That was where he finally got creative license. They're like, you've made a lot of good movies, you pick the movie now, Francis. <laughs> haunted house, haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but there was also like lots of lassies. A Bonzo the Chimp in Bonzo Goes to College.
0: Bonzo Goes to
1: College. And one for, that's relevant to you, and, and that's Henry the Rabbit, for his performance
0: in The Geisha Boy. Oh, there was an original Henry the Rabbit. He won a Petsy. Hmm. For everybody <laughs> out there, I have um, been a part of a band called Henry the Rabbit. A fine band. I should listen to that. No longer a part of that. Went on to producing animal-related uh, podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All the better for it. Yes.
1: <laughs> But the Animal Humane Society still going strong. um, Has announced that they're creating something called the Porscas. Porscas. Porskis. This was announced in 2011. An unofficial animal-centric spin on the Oscars. Hmm. 2007. In 2011. But this also got me onto something called Puppy Bowl. Maybe I'll talk about it later. But here's another one for you, uh, Fred. Another bit of... uh, history around 1940s. Apparently, Winston Churchill's parrot knew all the possible offensive nicknames for Hitler and the Nazis and could just spout off anti-Nazi insults and offences. That's handy. (laughs) Don't have to do it yourself. In the same way that uh, President Andrew Jackson's parrot apparently spoke Spanish and English. (laughs) two languages that parrot spoke
0: the maids that spoke Spanish or was... I don't know he just picked, looked, picked it up maybe you've been a Spanish parrot to start off with. I started off and <laughs> then just took up a started off language. as a Spanish native speaker <laughs> and then <laughs> and learned English got quiet and confused for a while and then <laughs> got
1: bi- bilingual so Fred at Lassie we've got to the Lassie Sage hmm Tell me all you know about Lassie.
0: Lassie um, was um, a famous dog, had his own show, liked to rescue a kid that got his foot stuck in a rock in the little forest behind the house. That's pretty much how the episodes went. I'm not particularly fond of that breed of dogs. I don't trust them. I've had some unfortunate experiences with them as a child. I don't completely trust them. But they are—they do have fluffy hair and pointy gnosis, so don't yeah. underestimate them.
1: Yeah, I haven't had too much to do with them. No. But I'm um,
0: mostly pro most dogs, but maybe. They're in the collie family, aren't they? I don't even remember the breed. Uh, Lassie Dog, I believe, is the official breeding name.
1: Is it? No. (laughs) Got me. (laughs) In current vernacular, maybe Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Uh. But all the Lassie Dogs um, were descendants of Pal, um, who was the first Lassie.
0: Original Lassie was called Pal.
1: Also, they were all male dogs playing
0: a female dog. Huh, Lassie was a female? Yeah, Lassie was a female dog, played by males. It's a very um, gender, uh, what do you call, um, there's no gender in that name, Lassie. It could but he swing be like, either way. Hey girl! Like, I think they used the pronoun he and mm, she. Okay, I did not know Lassie. I yeah. always thought of Lassie as a male dog. Well, you were instinctively correct. <laughs> 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 I could see those nuts from miles away. And... Oh, There's something I didn't know. Timmy never fell down a well. Is that one of those like collective memory things, like uh, Clint Eastwood lighting up a cigarette with, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know those things exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shaq being in Shazam,
1: or there being a uh, genie movie. That this is the one that got me. I like I remember a a genie movie with a guy called Cedric the Entertainer mm. very vividly mm. but it, and this is collectively it didn't ha- doesn't exist didn't there's happen. one that's close to it but like I looked at, I was on the internet and when I saw it these list of those uh, like false implied memories I was like oh my god! I like, actually <laughs> you're in it yeah I am I skipped out of the timeline once the Mandela <laughs> effect it's called I think exactly yeah. the Mandela effect I'm not of this timeline, Fred. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I fell out of my own timeline. So any yeah. any dirt on Lassie? Is there any uh, behind the scenes? Like, oh, f- that Lassie was a man, but they presented him as a girl, and all that stuff Is also, of course, well, yeah, shocking information. Yeah, that's as uh, shocking as I can go with Lassie. Like,
1: she was pretty... Uh, or no. he, sorry, was pretty... Um, Pretty clean-cut dog, paid his taxes. No biting on set. Yeah. Loved his wife, paid attention to his kids.
0: loved his wife. You lassie you. <laughs> uh, and Timmy never fell down the well. there's a lot of, yeah. Well, even on The Simpsons. Timmy's fell yeah. down the well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The <sighs> fake, well-incident. Yeah, well-exposed. <laughs> A uh, new, cont- uh, no, new spinoff podcast exposing the well did lassie <laughs> ever do anything other than bark at people and ask them to follow them was there i maybe f- push someone off something oh yeah <laughs> bad guy i don't know yeah
1: yeah there's never any point where like they, she just sort of like stares into the eyes and it's like Yes, okay, very good, Lassie. Understood. We'll go and get you a bone. (laughs)
0: Hypnosis? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She never uses hypnosis on any of the back. (laughs) Uh, Because we know she's good for it. (laughs) Or he.
1: He. They. They. So now we are back into probably the only repeat segment I can think we ever have. Ooh. You snooze. You You lose. lose it's monkey
0: news it's monkey news it no, <laughs> doesn't even rhyme you snooze you lose it's monkey news ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the you lose thing and then I went straight into a snooze <laughs> fall for it every time
1: uh, yeah I think I don't know they do it maybe it rhymes
0: maybe not it has a cling to it but it leaves a sour taste in the mouth <laughs> lose snooze News. Snooze. Snooze. Lose. News. Yeah. Ah, it's rhymes I
1: hope so. <laughs> to the writer's room. Also, back to monkey news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but just before um, Alan Shepard became the first uh, human American in space, mm-hmm. they launched a chimpanzee known as Subject 65, a.k.a. HAM, which stood for Holloman Aerospace Medical Center. That was... Oh, okay. Bit of a sad name for a project. <laughs> Subject 65. So he was one of a hundred of experimental animals unwittingly enrolled into NASA's Mercury project. And, yeah, he was entered into what is referred to as the School for Space Chimps. And that was uh, out in Alamogordo in New Mexico. And because he was the top of his class at being strapped in and pulling levers... Uh, after graduating ham volunteered for a mission he volunteered (laughs) sure did so and it was uh to check a craft's environmental control and recovery systems (laughs) so just pretty much to check if someone can breathe and survive in space yeah and like a first test of the functioning of the life support system yeah and five minutes of zero gravity i believe he survived
0: I'm unsure. Yeah, I think um the monkeys survived but the dogs didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm unsure if subject 65 survived. Mm. It's a darn cute spacesuit though. Yeah, I've seen actually <laughs> when I
1: was at the it's not when I was at the Smithsonian they had this little thing of a monkey in a spacesuit in its little pod, pad th- pouch thing. Mm. But the monkey's expression is that it's just screaming in terror. <laughs>
0: This, uh, they're mighty honest those uh, monkeys yeah but it's funny that the Smithsonian just have this <laughs> sort of like
1: screaming monkey in a spacesuit in there I've got a picture of it somewhere maybe I'll
0: find that and post it to the Instagram yes we have an Instagram psychic parrot podcast hit us up <laughs>
1: I will um, okay <laughs> so next one before we uh, get too much further into the rabbit hole is a psychic animal that I found Ooh. that's famous Just, uh, um, that's,
0: that's the end of the
1: podcast a uh, modern day s- we found it we did his name is Poxetorny Phil Poxetorny Phil and he is the groundhog from Groundhog Day oh oh <laughs> huh. And he predicts whether or not uh, summer's going to, or spring's coming, or winter's lasting another six weeks. Yeah. And this comes from something ages ago in Germany, where they had this thing called Candle Mass, uh, which is when you would take your candles to church to have them blessed. And they had this thing of if Candle Mass be fair and bright, come winter, have another flight. If Candle Mass brings cold, clouds, and rain, go winter and not come again. Somehow that evolved into whether or not there were, whether or not a hedgehog could see its shadow on Candlemass. <laughs> Meaning that if it was sunny, then it could, and if it couldn't, so it's all based on whether or not, but then they went to America and they didn't have any hedgehogs. So they had to get a groundhog. And then it's about if Pooks Phil sees its own shadow, mm. then you know it's going to be like summer or spring's on the way and if he doesn't then
0: it's uh, six more weeks of winter do they hibernate like the hedgehogs yeah i think so
1: yeah but i think they make him come out of his hole or well, i don't think pooks and lives in a hole i think he's a special treated oh. groundhog they still to this day do it first recorded in 1886 And the modern day, there's a lot of guys in top hats with nicknames like (laughs) Shingle Shaker, Sky Painter, Borrow Master, Thunder Conductor, (laughs) that make Phil's entourage. Like I went on the website. (laughs) This is all from his website. He's
0: got a goofy gang. (laughs) He's
1: got a great goofy gang. (laughs) And this is, yeah, it's amazing. Like all the people that organize it, I think, give themselves wacky names. Mm. So noteworthy highlights for Phil. During Prohibition, Phil threatened to impose 60 weeks of winter on the community if he wasn't allowed <laughs> to drink. In 19- uh, fame got to him. Yeah, exactly. He started, <laughs> started throwing his weight around. <laughs> Bit of a diva back then.
0: Now, this is the kind of famous animal I was thinking about, yeah, you know. You have the arc, you, know, you get the fame, and then the, the wind <laughs> and everything, and then you know, start getting a drinking problem, and then <laughs> the madness begins.
1: Yeah, well, that's Airbudge, but we can't talk about Airbudge. Airbud. Our, our lawyers have advised us that we can't talk about Airbudge. We Air have Bud. lawyers?
0: Yeah. Ooh. That's the
1: most scandalous uh, Labrador, oh. just because. If...
0: <laughs> our lawyer is the, the Labrador. <laughs> no, that. <laughs>
1: The Labrador Lobby <laughs> do not allow anybody disparaging Labradors. They're an Indian-based uh, organization.
0: I have no clue what we're talking about here. <laughs> Love it.
1: Famous animals that have had a massive like downfall and a big scandal in the oh, media. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's banned. It's like one of these subjects that you can only read about on the dark web. Because uh, we'll be sued by the Labrador concern Yeah, if we start dis- besmirching Labradors. Like... Anyway.
0: <laughs> that lawyer lab- Labrador. Yeah.
1: We can't um we can't talk about Labradors <laughs> in
0: a negative li- in a negative light. We can't get them excited. <laughs> no disparaging Labradors. We'll end up owing forty thousand balls and <laughs> yeah. twenty three thousand frisbees. Do you know how many pets we'd have to give? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many hours of attention? Good boys. So only six thousand good boys. <laughs>
1: bit of a sidetrack yeah. anyway so <laughs> in 1958 phil announced that he was a united states Chuknik rather than a soviet sputnik or muttnik that became the first man-made satellite to orbit earth i don't know why he said that but you know then in 1993 he's starring in the uh in the movie Grand Hog day with bill murray oh and they reckon that phil is the uh, phil's an immortal by the way Oh yeah. Even though like obviously he's not an immortal, they they claim that it's this it's the original Phil That's from
0: eighteen eighty six. Open the, the back curtains and there's fifty seven no. Phils just roaming around in the back looking for their shadows. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's how he gets the sixty weeks of winter, gets oh, his friends yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Phil party. Yeah. Each each grandhog can produce at least six weeks of winter. Oh. You need 10 groundhogs to produce 60 weeks of winter.
0: It's simple math, people. <laughs> Phil's been on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Huh. so Who uh, hasn't? I haven't.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either. No, exactly. <laughs> One day. <laughs> yeah. What a downer. Why everybody's been on it except us?
0: You've got to go through Alaska. Yeah, I'd like to go
1: on there when she's giving out stuff given out I think there was not that I've watched much Oprah but I think occasionally she'd be like this is one of these crazy times where yeah. I'm going to give the audience all a new car <laughs> <laughs> and a week in Barbados <laughs> and the audience is just shitting themselves going, <laughs> like, oh my god I came to the right fucking episode like
0: <laughs> Oprah is
1: spreading the love <laughs>
0: I guess there's been plenty of animals on Oprah. It's a classic talk show thing to bring an animal. Yeah, famous animals. Famous animals. Yeah. So since the movie, as many
1: as 30,000 people have gone to go and watch uh, uh, Phil come out of a place called Gobbler's Knob, where he lives. And that's very... <laughs> I cannot believe that's the name of the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the local Groundhog Festival at Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. So, for some strange reason, you can tell me, to try and tell me why this is. When Sonic the Hedgehog 3 came out, Sonic the Hedgehog donated $10,000 uh, to the Groundhog Club. Maybe because it used to be a hedgehog back in the Germanic time, and because there were no hedgehogs, Groundhog. So, maybe if, you, uh, if there's a lack of hedgehogs, you can always sub- just substitute a Groundhog. That is what history suggests. Both for the and for the Germans
0: who immigrated and for Sonic the Hedgehog's uh, <laughs> owners. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want any bad blood between groundhogs and hedgehogs. That's mm. what I get out of that. Very political. Twice in history, a groundhog has been substituted for a hedgehog.
1: Hmm, what does that tell you?
0: But Phil is still a groundhog. Yeah, but it, I guess hogs. A people, a hog.
1: People really don't care if it's a groundhog or a hedgehog. No. But Sonic the Groundhog. <laughs> that doesn't swing quite as much, does it? Yeah, I don't think they'd be as fast. <clears throat> um, and most recently, Phil administered the coin toss at the 13th Annual Puppy Bowl.
0: There's a coin toss.
1: <laughs> yeah, to see who starts the Puppy Bowl. There's two teams in Puppy Bowl. It's like Super Bowl with puppies. <laughs> If you want to look at something pretty funky on YouTube, Google Puppy Bowl, Puppy Bowl 13. Okay. It's just a way of uh, the local animal shelters managing to find homes for puppies. Okay. Because they've, I think they've had a near perfect record of any uh, puppies that have participated in Puppy Bowl. And there's a scoring system. It is a sport. Um, they've all been adopted. Yeah. Without exception, I think.
0: That sounds great. I think the puppies are greatly confused about what's happening, but probably having a good time. It's pretty heartwarming. They were all, you know, wearing little football jackets. Puppy ball. (laughs) I want to check it out. Are you good or you want to take a pause? Mm, Let's take five minutes.